This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. Each farm is different. Every field is unique. With the Climate Field View platform, you get all the information you need about your farm to confidently make the right decisions to maximize your return on every acre. Climate Field View seamlessly collects, stores, and visualizes field data, and it's all available in one place. Start collecting the information you need to grow your next best season today. For more information, visit climatefieldview.ca or talk to your Field View dealer. Hi, my name is Alex Bernard, Associate Editor for Top Crop Manager, and I'm speaking today with Joanna Fallings, Cereal Specialist with the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food, and Rural Affairs, also known as OMAFRA. Today we are talking about winter barley. So, winter barley, how does it compare to other winter cereals? Yeah, so winter barley is pretty similar to most of the other overwintering or winter cereal crops in Ontario. It does need to go through that fertilization period, much like winter wheat or something like winter trilochili. It provides excellent ground cover and keeps the soil covered during the winter months. Excellent. What are the benefits, would you say, of winter barley? So winter barley is not a new crop to Ontario, but it's sort of making a comeback. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One being that it provides or brings another crop to the crop rotation. So it allows us to have more diversity in our system. It, like winter wheat or other winter cereals, provides that ground cover, especially during the winter months or during that thawing event that occurs in the spring. So instead of seeing all that soil be washed away, that winter barley help keeps that soil in place in the fields. It's harvested earlier than winter wheat as well. So in longer season regions, particularly in the deep southwest, it provides an opportunity for double crop soybeans. So because that winter barley comes off a little bit earlier than winter wheat, growers can get their soybeans planted in those areas the first week of July, you know, within the first 10 days of July. It helps spread out the workload so you're not doing everything all at the same time. It also provides an opportunity for manure management and, you know, livestock feed as well as straw. So there's lots of benefits to winter barley, similar to like what we see with our other winter cereals. Excellent. Now, since it comes off earlier, does it have to go in earlier or is it seeded around the same time as other winter cereals? So it does need to be seeded earlier than other winter cereals. And that's primarily because of the challenges with winter survival. So with this crop, it goes really, really well actually with edible beans and canola because those crops come off much earlier. So it allows the winter barley to go in earlier. And generally speaking, when we say earlier, that means seven to 10 days prior to your optimum winter wheat planting date. So yes, we definitely want to see it in a little bit earlier. It's less winter hardy. And so that early establishment is really the key to success. And that's probably one of the main reasons it went away all those years ago was because of the challenges with winter survival. The earlier planting, though, does come with some challenges. And one of those that we do see is increased risk for barley yellow virus. So that virus is transmitted by aphids. So the way to mitigate that is use a seed treatment. And the seed treatment will help reduce the level of infection that occurs in the fall. If we get a spring infection, the yield impact isn't as great. So that's one of the things to kind of be aware of in the fall because we are seeding it that much earlier than winter wheat. Okay. Are there other inputs or chemical management strategies that growers should consider if they're considering winter barley? 
Yeah. So, you know, again, it's fairly similar to winter wheat in that a lot of the same management practices. So winter cereals are very responsive to starter fertilizer and in particular phosphorus. So we definitely want to be putting down a phosphorus containing starter with the seed at planting. This helps with our early root growth and development. It's shown to improve winter survival, which with winter barley is one of our biggest challenges. And it also helps with the uniformity of the crop. So later in the season, if we're trying to manage diseases or different things like that, or we're looking for certain quality specs at harvest and we need that to be uniform, the starter will help with that. Nitrogen and sulfur management is also fairly similar with winter barley compared to wheat. However, we don't need quite as much nitrogen. Winter barley tends to be quite a bit more lodging prone. And so we don't need as high of rates. So this really can vary depending on your soil type, history of manure applications, those sorts of things. But there is a range of nitrogen anywhere from 80 to 110 pounds, depending again on those things, as well as your level of comfort in terms of management. And if you do push higher nitrogen rates, you want to perhaps consider splitting those nitrogen rates or considering a plant growth regulator to help reduce the lodging risk. Okay. And since it does have a bit of concern for winter survival, I'm guessing more northern regions of Ontario are not maybe the best place for it? Yeah, so we tend to have more, yeah, obviously more winter survival issues the further north we get. While we do get that excellent snow cover, the temperatures at the crown tend to be too much for the winter barley in order to survive. So Again, in those regions, it's even more critical to get it planted early and they do have success. They don't necessarily have success every year, depending on the winter. But I know, for example, this year, so in 2021, they had excellent survival in further north regions because we had a little bit more of a mild winter. They also had really good snow cover early on. So that provided insulation to the crop. So you can grow it in the northern regions. Generally, we don't recommend it. But if you do, just make sure that you get it planted early, because that is definitely going to be important in terms of making it successful and having good survival. Okay. Are there any crops that shouldn't be planted either before or after? I'm guessing another cereal would not be beneficial. Yeah. So we want to try to avoid too many cereals on cereals. We tend to get some carryovers of other diseases, so definitely not after spring barley, for example. Oats doesn't tend to have as much carryover between the two in terms of disease, so that's probably a lower risk option. So again, canola, edible beans. If you do have a short season soybean that comes off really early and you would be happy to get your winter wheat planted at that time, you know, you might still be able to get it in. If you find yourself planting a little bit later, you might just like winter wheat, we'll want to up our seeding rates a bit. The other thing that I will say about survival and uh, I guess observations with winter barley is that when we come out of winter with winter wheat, the wheat will tend to look nice and green as it's greening up. It's lush. You see it coming to life. Whereas winter barley will not, it'll look almost like it either had snow mold or it was froze right off. So you just have to give that barley a bit more time to get itself going and greening up. So don't be alarmed in the spring if you think, man, my winter wheat is really greening up, but my winter barley is not. It will come along and just make sure that in the spring, when you're going out, you're doing your assessments and making your decisions on whether or not to keep the sand, that you're giving it time to actually green up and get going again. A little bit of patience goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, since it is not a new crop, like you've said, it's not a new crop, but it's maybe not something that's as common as winter wheat or other winter cereals. Are there any special considerations growers should make for marketing the crop? 
Yeah, so this is actually really critical with winter barley. So we know we can grow it if we get it planted early, you know, we manage it well, we can get really successful yields, you know, upwards of 160. One grower this year got as high, I believe as 180. It was the best winter barley he had ever grown. So we know we can get excellent yields in Ontario. But the marketing side of things is absolutely one of its biggest challenges next to winter survival. And so the demand or the market is not quite as established as winter wheat. So we definitely want to be making sure that you either have a contract in place or an arrangement with a buyer or even a neighbor who's considering feeding through their livestock before you even put it in the ground. On-farm storage can also be helpful in that if you're struggling to find a place for it, you can store it and perhaps other opportunities will come up. But I would, I would definitely encourage growers to have an idea or have something in place before they put it in the ground. If you're feeding it for your own livestock, that's great. You don't have to worry. But if you are planning to market this, make sure you have an end user. Most of the winter barley or most of the barley is used for livestock feed. Some is being used for malt if it has malting qualities. And there are some varieties that do have the ability to be used for malt. Or there are some other human food uses. But generally speaking, it's mostly for the livestock market. So just be aware of where your barley is going, have an idea of what, you know, your true opportunity is in terms of profitability, those sorts of things before you get it in the ground, because you don't want to grow this successful, impressive yielding crop and then have no home for it at the end of the day. Yes, it would be disappointing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think winter barley is definitely an exciting opportunity. We definitely like the idea of having another winter cereal or winter crop available to growers in the province and just something else to create a bit more diversity and at the same time improve our soil health and provide soil cover during the winter months. Any final thoughts? I would just say, you know, there are some new varieties that are now commercially available. So these are the first new varieties in a number of years. If you're interested in finding out more about those, feel free to contact myself. There's also representatives from CCAN. So Phil Bailey, for example, is another person growers can get in contact with if you're looking for some new varieties or to try out some of these new varieties and just start making your plans now. I know it seems like it's a ways away, but it's already approaching mid-August here. So we really should start thinking about our field selections and where that winter barley is going to go and ensure we have a plan in place to get it in the ground as quickly as we can. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.